0: When you need your work truck to work as hard as you do, trust Delphi Technologies to deliver the parts built for the toughest work environments. From construction sites to long distance hauling, go with the aftermarket supplier known for its 100 plus years of OE heritage and expertise. Go to DelphiAftermarket.com today. Hello everyone, it's Andrew Ross, host of the podcast. Uh, Thanks for joining. For the next little while, we'll be having podcasts based on our live webinar presentations as part of the Great Canadian Aftermarket Trade Show. Some of these will have some slides presented, and if you wanted to see the full gamut of those, you can check them out at IndieGarage.ca or JobberNation.ca and watch the video version of these presentations. For those who want to listen just an audio, we hope you enjoy them. Thanks very much. We'll see you soon. Uh, welcome, everybody, uh, to the Great Canadian Aftermarket Trade Show uh, virtual conference session on women in industry. With me today uh, it's my pleasure to have Josie Candido of a High Park Master Mechanic, who has really uh, carved out a very special place in the industry and in her community. I think uh, all who know her would agree, but we'll dig into that some more. And Catherine Jones, uh, who is a exceptionally skilled young professional in the aftermarket, having been named the young professional in the aftermarket (laughs) uh, uh, previously. So a real standout. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, their experience uh, in the aftermarket, um, you know, and and maybe dig into a little bit how it might have been different uh, because they are uh, both women or maybe not different. Uh, where they see it and maybe we'll pick up some pointers on how uh, we could make it more welcoming for those who come uh, in uh, uh, as women into the industry. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start actually with with Josie here. Josie tell us a little bit about your shop and uh, how you see it fitting into the community.
1: Well um, we've been there since 1999 so it's been 23 years. Um, It's been a, a heck of a journey Um, I started working at head office um, in 1992, and I fell in love with the industry. Um, I could talk about it on and on. Um, Anybody that gets me on the phone knows, like, I could just keep going on about the automotive, something I love and I'm passionate about. Um, So when I saw the location up in the late 1998, um, I was helping franchisees, and I was really I learned that there's something that could use my platform and I loved having interaction with people. I thought the community would be great and we would be a great fit. And it's been a heck of a journey since then. Um, uh, so, there's so many memories, there's too many to even talk about. Um, it's, I, I love it. Um, it's been welcoming. There's been many people that have supported me. I've surrounded around people that are um, my community, my team. And other people in the automotive industry that have always cheered me on, ignored any noise in the background. If I didn't feel it was whatever, I just ignored it. And I just kept trailblazing and following all the other women that have trailblazed in our automotive and any other sector, any women that have made changes um, over the last um, 100 years. And um, it's been incredible.
0: One of the uh, things that has really, uh, people have really found. Frankly, kind of amazing and inspirational in the community that, uh, that Josie's shop serves is, is their signs. Uh, just uh, with inspirational messages and uh, messages of hope in the community, uh, these are all uh, very uh, well-received. I think is probably the understatement in the community, and helps really to dis- distinguish you not not necessarily you know from the competition in that sense, but but as as a entity within the community, right?
1: When when I started, um, part of opening the shop and 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 trying to to cut down those bias and and make it an inclusive uh, an environment that people walk in, they don't have to stress. And it was so weird. Um, I, I honestly, I got this Google review yesterday and it literally put me in tears. And it's literal customer, it's literal. And I, I, I just would love to read it because it literally, I don't know, summarizes what I am, what I want my team to be, what I want it to be in the community. Um, her name's Emma, it's a Google review from yesterday. And um, I, literally, I don't think I could have written this, um, like it, it's almost too perfect. Uh, the most important thing in a mechanic is honesty, and intri- integrity, quality of work. Master Mechanic Hyde Park has those things, but they also have a real part of the community and a business with a social conscience. I literally smile when I drive past the color- colorful murals and inspirational signs. Every other week, they seem to be participating in a charity drive or supporting a social cause. All if none of that matters to you, They still have a really good mechanic, which is all of them, but especially Rui. Um, He can do anything. Um, I can speak to whether their prices are super competitive or not in Toronto, but I've gotten my money's worth in the customer service time and patience. No matter how busy, they always make time and effort to answer questions and help their customers. They are super transparent when discussing repairs. And they will let you know if something can wait without compromising your safety. I was so stressed about finding a local mechanic because as any single woman knows, and of course I'm quoting her, um, uh, sorry, uh, as any single woman knows, go back, that it's like walking into a repair shop and immediately feeling that you're being taken advantage of. I've never had that experience before. I really regret not finding, um, um, finding them before with my other vehicles. Um, I mean, the only complaint she had is she hasn't met Charlie yet. So um, I haven't, I've had COVID and some other issues and she hasn't met Charlie. So she says, my only complaint is that I've never met their dog mascot, Charlie. I'd love it if when I, I called to book service, if they would inform me if Charlie would be around that day, that would just be helpful. So as for me in the industry and my team, I, I it, it sums everything up. It sums up my 23 years in career and what I wanted to achieve and all the things I wanted to achieve. I, I use my business as a platform for all the stuff that I represent inclusivity, um, you know, fighting for women's rights. For if it's the food bank or period purse or any association that I have with, all important to me, especially animals. Um, but it, the only part of it is sad is that I believe, and hats off to the whole industry, I think there's no sh- shop owner out there that is trying to not do the job or not treat everybody well. I just think maybe we can all still do better, including myself. I always achieve for, for perfection to do the best. And and I hope with time, because it's not just inviting people to the industry to work, women to work, but also As women are coming in, when they're in your showroom, do women feel different that you're treating men? You you know, have your service team. As an owner, you have a service advisor team. Are you making sure that you're treating anybody that's walking in equally? Men, women, LGBT community. Um, There's so many stories. I know a TikTok that went viral that uh, an LGBT uh, couple uh, didn't feel comfortable going to even get their car done. So I got tagged on it from multiple customers to say, hey, you got to go here. So we want to make this environment, people are avoiding to spend the begrudge service because they don't feel comfortable coming in. And if you ask any shop owner, nobody would want to sabotage your own business. But you know, my only recommendation is, is maybe try to look at yourself internally and see what you could do. You know, make sure that when you're talking to men, women, LGBT community, You're talking equally the same. Make it feel uh, uh, inclusive. I'm not saying you have to do the things that I've done. I've included stuff in my life and there's murals of the Leafs and the murals of dogs and there's murals of superheroes. There's all kinds of things and butterflies and flowers and I'm into Star Wars and all kinds of stuff. But um, that's something that's unique to me. But at the end of the day, our job is to make everybody feel inclusive. If we want people to join the trade, We want women to belong in the trade. We have to start even with our own customers that they feel comfortable. How are those people as parents going to recommend to come into the trade if they themselves are not even comfortable? Would you recommend to your child to come into the trade when you're not even comfortable walking into a shop? And, And I think people take also for granted that maybe men think you know more about a car than a woman does hey, there's Google, there's Siri, you can ask anybody on the internet. So and also have that in view that your customers are all educated, all they do is got to look it up. So transparency with also, again, having an open mind. Um, I also had a conversation with a shop teacher this week, and he needs to um, place a, a female co-op student, we've had many in the past. And he's concerned about her placement. And he goes, I have a daughter, which is great. So people are like stepping back and, and asking the questions, making sure that somebody's comfortable. But he asked me if we placed her because we said we were at capacity and asked if we would, can make a consideration to have her because he knows she would be comfortable at the shop. Now I know my neighborhood. I love all the shop owners. I think we have a great, a, like to me, they're never a competition. To me, they're my friends in arms. We go and- It is a hard business, and yes, we're all addicted to it, and we love it. And at the end of the day, we want to get good service, fix the cars. We all want the same thing. But why are people still uncomfortable with us? It's a begrudge service, yes. But what are we doing to make every single person? It's a people. It's like we can't look at it as male, female, or what gender, what background. We need to include everybody to feel. So maybe for a second, we could just look back and say, hey, am I doing the best I can? And I'm sure everybody is, but we can always like, you know, just look inside ourselves and what can my team do to make people feel comfortable? Or What are you going to do to get those co-op kids? And, And imagine like in World War II, what happened? Who went and did all those jobs the men were doing? Women. And that was temporary. Imagine now we're in such a crisis. We have nobody to hire. Imagine if women joined the force. Imagine if we're having inclusive shops that women do feel comfortable working there. I have two service advisors. Um, I'm so proud of them, Um, both women. And um, uh, of course, Rui, who is incredibly um, patient and and so understanding and so progressive. And I'm so proud of him and my team. Um, They make everybody feel welcomed. And I just... I hope that that's one thing I could rub off. And again, I think the whole industry tries their best, and I just hope that's something we could rub off a little more. I stopped talking, I talked too much.
0: We'll be right back after this. Did you know that Delphi Technologies is the only OE full line fuel supplier? go with the global aftermarket supplier with over 3200 SKUs covering more than 280 million vehicles in operation and with parts tested in oe durability and reliability conditions to ensure a quality fit and performance learn more at DelphiAftermarket.com. no <laughs> no that's amazing well catherine there there's an act to follow um <laughs> Sorry. so uh i mean josie is is I, I think you know i know that this is sort of women in industry panel but i think you know that it's josie being josie is amazing uh clearly uh whether it was just joe or josie uh, you know what you're doing is is clearly fantastic um and you know why we're here to talk uh but great lessons in there too and messages uh Um, So, Catherine, tell us a little bit about kind of your entry uh, into the aftermarket, and then we'll kind of talk a little bit about if there are times when it could have been a little bit better, maybe if you'd been a man or something.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, So I I grew up in this industry. uh, I'm fourth generation to continue working in the automotive aftermarket. Um, When I was in high school, I actually had my sights set on being a technician. I wanted to work on cars. I love cars. They are my passion. So it was actually my high school tech teacher who said, do you know about the Canadian Automotive Institute? Now, Automotive Business School of Canada. And then I had my sights set there. I went to uh, Georgian, got my diploma in automotive marketing, went down to Northwood, got a bachelor's in aftermarket management. Came back to Canada and went, yeah, this this is it. This is what I want. So, um, started my career off selling oil and outside sales. um, Joined some other prominent companies within the industry. And now I'm here at Dorman as key account manager um, for one of our largest customers across Canada. So, I I absolutely love it. As Josie was saying, this industry, we're addicted to it. We love it. um, The passion. Um, I love what I do every single day. I say I sell car parts and I, I love that. Um, But really, as a female in this industry, there has been some hurdles I've had to overcome. Um, Prior to Dorman, I was that feet on the street rep in Toronto and out to Ottawa, part of what I had to do was technician training. And so there in itself lies some hurdles because it was my job to walk into that technician bay, set up my projector and my screen and train technicians. And here I was, a young female in the automotive industry, training technicians on jobs that they pretty much already knew how to do. And I was coming in with tidbits and tips and tricks on how to do that job quicker, more efficiently, uh, turn cars in the bay. And I had to convince these guys that I knew what I was talking about. So I've always said, as a female in this industry, my, my best tool is my knowledge. So knowing my product, knowing what, how it works on a call, that is, that's almost like my, my shield almost. So because there has been many times in those training or sales presentations at large WDs or at jobbers across the industry that I have been tested. There has been questions asked to me that I know would not have been asked if if I was a male standing in front of that crowd. So knowledge is my armor, knowing my product, knowing my value proposition, knowing when I'm there to talk inside and out. That's how I can almost prove myself that I'm worthy to be standing here. And I can't wait for a day. The work that we're doing, Josie, myself, other amazing females in this industry, no longer have to stand in front of that crowd and prove themselves. And we are getting there. So I'm really excited to see more and more females coming into higher up roles in the industry. Um, One thing we're continuously talking about at AIA is diversity. And that's diversity across all aspects, Um, not just race diversity, gender diversity, but making sure we are hearing from the entire industry, from suppliers, all the way down to technicians and those end users that are using our products so so it's uh we have a long way to go but we've really come a, a really long way as well
0: sure i mean it occurs to me i mean both you Josie, and and uh you catherine are both you know extremely passionate about the industry and certainly you know that's not a rarity in the aftermarket but it's it's not always the case that uh, you know, people coming into the industry see it as the only option that they want to do and that they're, they're just overcome every obstacle. Have you, I'm going to ask this first of, of Catherine, just, uh, you know, looking at some of the barriers that you face, could you see that as being something that maybe is a less, slightly less passionate or not committed to this, like this is the road they want to be on and just saying, you know, as a young woman, like I just, I can go do something else while I'll be more and won't have to put up with this, this pushback and, and just leave the industry or, or people who think, geez, I'm going to get pushback. I'm not prepared to do that. I want to go somewhere where I'll be more accepted or, and are we losing talent?
2: I think that might be a hurdle. Um, At the same time, it's been really interesting working with many of the players in the aftermarket to see, how many females, or even males for that matter, are working here, working for our WDs, working for our jobbers who had absolutely no line of sight that they would ever end up in the automotive industry? And then, of course, you you still have your a bunch of people in the industry who have that passion and their passion is leading them. And I think as a female, if you have a passion for this industry and you really love cars and, and car parts and making sure your customers are happy and they, they feel included, inclusive, and It really does set you apart. Um, It's almost my, my entire career as a student and then as a working professional, the one piece of feedback I always get is I lead with my passion so I think having a passion for what you do in any industry means you're waking up every day and you're not actually working you're there just doing your job and, and you're happy to be doing it so I think definitely passion means. but there's a lot of people in this industry too that are they're here because of their path that got them here and they were never really fully expecting to join the industry whether aftermarket OE or anything. So it's, uh, it's interesting when you see that. And I think back to the women's conference that AIA puts on. I can remember the very first women's conference. It was a lot of admin, uh, a lot of females coming from a lot of prominent industry or companies within the aftermarket in admin roles, HR roles. And the great thing about that now is 10 some odd years later, we're seeing more people come in from operational or logistic roles, or sales roles, or even higher up, and and that makes me so excited to see that kind of that switch there.
0: Sure, sure. I'm going to ask you, Josie, if you think back to, I mean, I know you 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 said that you would, you, know, you obviously had experience at Master Mechanic. You were working uh, in in uh, the admin office and the head office there, so you you had some kind of. I'm going to say advantages coming into the shop uh, when you decide to make the move a, as a, a, an ownership. Uh, was, was there still some groundwork you needed to, to lay there to, to get kind of acceptance from the staff there? And, and uh, uh, or was it, uh, were they, Hey, Josie, we already love you. Uh, or was it something in between?
1: You know what? Um, it's, a, it's a great question. You know, my profession, you know, my education was an accountant. I happened to my first full-time job other than Canadian Tire when I was young was literally master mechanic. So I've literally had the same employment for since 1992 with master mechanic. Um, so, I mean, Andrew Wani was the owner. There was other, uh, other franchisees like Dan Peterson um, in the industry, Joe Mercanti. So I had people um, like in the background and I focused on my advisors and the people that supported me. I always put that noise and there was a lot of noise in 1999. Um, I could say an example. People had a bet how quickly I would feel. And, you know, you just, you know, you just shrug it off. And I did, I had my goals and I, like everything I, I read in that, that Google review where I wanted to be. So I had, I had things where I wanted to be now with the industry for women. Um, any, any woman that's listening or, or anybody that knows women. It needs. We have a crisis in our industry. We have a huge crisis. By 2025, even more um, people are going to be retiring. Imagine if we welcomed women. What a solution we can be um, for the industry. So it needs to start at home. Are people at home? Would you tell your children to come um, and work in the trades, in the automotive trades? I was on an AIA panel about seven, eight years ago. And I asked the crowd, "Would you ask, would you advise your child to get into the trades, become a mechanic?" Everybody in the room put their hand up, and facts state at the moment that that is not the case. We are in crisis. Every shop owner out there is in, in, in crisis to find people. So I'm trying to change the scenario. Let's talk about hiring people, men, women, women, transgender. Anybody that wants to get involved in the thing. But it has to start at home. And then it has to go into school. And then it has to go to high schools. And then we need the job programs back. And then we need the, the shop programs back. There is a whole culture that needs to change. Are we teaching our children that, yes, you don't have to go to university. You can become into the trades. If you're a female male, we have a people problem. We, we can't even attract men. We, we can't attract women. We're not attracting anybody. So like like there's a whole thing, and now I know the Ontario government is trying. And um, in in the, our um, in our neighborhood, uh, one of the schools has been uh, Bishop Morocco in our area has asked by the Toronto Catholic District Board to do a video to encourage the trades. And uh, myself and Rui have been asked to talk. And I've actually um, uh, give them a recommendation to also interview for this video that they wanted to go on to television, radio, and uh, as an ad. To encourage the trades um to even talk to uh, JF uh, at AIA and and Diane Freeman at Arrol i mean we need to put it out there and needs the culture needs to change or the industry now what we can do from women hire them mentor them get them at co-op change your environment at your shops be more welcoming to everyone um and and try to get more people more passionate about the trades there's good money there's a career there's There's jobs, like people are dying for like a a career. And um, as a woman, as a man, you want a career, a settle, uh, empower yourself. Um, Even in my community, the Redwood Shelter, women's shelter, they have programs in the trades that they're connected to, to get women back and get their lives back and everything they've been through with their kids and they put them in the trades. So we need to continue. We all need to be advocates and keep at it, yes. You know, 100 years ago, women couldn't vote. We couldn't have a bank account. We couldn't have a credit card. I mean, you look back at the history of, oh, my God, like, we were considered property of a husband. And you think now, yes, we've made some progress, okay? It's not that bad, but we got to keep going. Like, we need to talk about people, and we need to refer it as, what are we going to do to attract people all, of all backgrounds? And doesn't matter who you are. Um, and attract it back to this trade. You can make excellent money. And we also have to do, uh, you know, I am into paying people well, and I'm into this top uh, thing. I won't even pay anybody under like 18 to 20 dollars. I don't care if it's down at the tire person. We need to give people the right pay. Um, you want to you attract know, um, this stuff. And also, you know, as for your competition and people, we need to talk proper about our competition. We are, again, we're soldiers in arms together. We're not against each other. We need to keep together, elevate industry. If you want to attract anybody and attract men and women, because women could solve this problem. Imagine if men and women came into this. Women is the solution. Um, if you think about it that way, imagine having to pull from both genders or any gender or Non binary, transgender, whatever, uh, wh- whoever wants to work and wants to be in the industry. And yeah, you need to find that independence the passion. Now, if you don't want it to be in the trades, that's another story. But we need to start encouraging it. The culture needs to start from home. And are the parents doing a better job teaching parents to be more, teaching more about equality and stuff? Yes, they've done a great job. The millennials, millennials, and, and- We can teach the alphas a lot more and we can keep going because the, the, the boomers are retiring. So we need to do something and we need to do it fast.
2: You're listening to the Great Canadian Aftermarket Podcast, brought to you by the publishers of Indie Garage and Jobber Nation. Connect with us online at IndieGarage.ca and JobberNation.ca, a brand of chat-integrated media.
0: Pothole damage to a vehicle's chassis is always a concern, no matter the size or time of year. If the worst does happen, you can count on Delphi Technologies steering and suspension parts to get your customers back on the road again. Learn more at DelphiAftermarket.com.